0: Hello everyone and happy new year to all our listeners. We are pleased to be starting the year with a very interesting podcast on piracy in the Gulf of Guinea with Neil Roberts, head of marine and aviation at Lloyd's Market Association and a member of Ayumi's Policy Forum. Hi Neil and welcome.
1: Good afternoon Kat, thanks for asking me along.
0: To begin, can you tell us what is the current situation with piracy in the Gulf of Guinea? Do you believe that it remains the world's piracy hotspot?
1: Well, maritime security has improved considerably in the Gulf of Guinea over the course of 2021, partly through the Deep Blue project, which was a long-promised significant investment in military and law enforcement infrastructure by the Nigerians. It includes two special vessels, two long-range aircraft, 17 fast-response vessels, and some helicopters and drones, which provide cover in the region. So that that was a very good piece of news for the shipping industry. In November, the Nigerian Maritime Administration and Safety Agency, NIMASA, introduced new rules requiring ships' captains to submit security-related documentation 48 hours before they arrived in ports and to maintain 24-hour surveillance to detect strange movements including small boats and skiffs that, you know, might be planning to attack. Uh, this should help improve detection and Perhaps mirrors what's been seen historically in the more successful actions against illegal fishing by the authorities. And In September, they also announced they were partner with the UK Border Force to enhance port security and disrupt criminal activities like money laundering, drugs, and, and human trafficking. So that, that's that's the good thing. Whether it's the world hotspot, that's slightly more tricky because activity has certainly fallen, and I would say it probably is still the hotspot, but reduced.
0: Thank you, thank you. And kind of leading on from that, we, we hear a lot about the Gulf of Guinea, but piracy is pretty much a global problem. Where are the real problem areas in your view? That,
1: that is an interesting one. Uh, global is perhaps, perhaps too wide, but piracy is still common and tends to occur in a band between the tropics, either side of the equator. So broadly around the globe, South America, West Africa and Indonesia, particularly the Singapore Straits. Although attacks fell last year, the International Maritime Bureau regularly warned vessels to exercise caution and remain vigilant because violence against crews continues. Um, and, and there were 51 kidnapped last
0: year, for example. Well, that is a lot. Now, is it true to say that the actions of pirates over recent years have switched from stealing cargoes to, to sell um, to taking hostages for ransom? Will the landscape continue to evolve and how?
1: Yes, that's certainly true in the Gulf of Guinea. The focus has moved to personal ransoms. And that suggests some directional organisation and not wanting to attract too much international attention through the theft of overly expensive cargoes. But of course, captivity in the jungle is deeply unpleasant and crews would much prefer to be able to do their job without that threat hanging over them. Whether that changes as a focus in future is hard to say. There's, There's still the inland waterways problem. There is still the possibility of taking cargo from vessels. Certainly, as the oil price goes up, they will become more attractive again. And yet they don't want to attract too much attention because they, they will, will not be able to to deal with interventions for, from other European nations, such as the Danish.
0: That, that leads well to the next question that I have, because um, recently the Danish Navy dispatched a vessel, um, the frigate HDMS Esben Snare, for a six-month-long international security operation. Do you believe that this will have a lasting effect to improve the situation?
1: Well, it's not possible to be definite on this. The Danish ship made an almost immediate impact when it came in November, uh, when it was fired on by pirates and retaliated, killing four and capturing four others. As ever, the human rights side was soon in evidence, but on the security side, it was considered a useful deterrent demonstration. But one vessel on its own will not resolve the social problems of a country, but at sea there will be an effect, and it would need further international support to make a long-term difference. It is worth noting it was unable to prevent the Thomsburg kidnapping on 13th December. It simply can't be everywhere.
0: No, of course, of course. And and sending warships and implementing anti-piracy measures are effective methods to treat the symptoms of piracy. But how can society tackle the cause and implement a long-term fix, assuming that's even possible?
1: It would be quite a reach to assume it was possible, I suspect. Certainly Western society can offer support all day long, but it's really for the country with the issue to come to terms with reality and accept help. Nigeria is a proud country, and has not wanted external help in the past, specifically not naval interference. On the other hand, that pride seems unable to change its lowly standing in the corruption index maintained by Transparency International. However, Nigeria has classed piracy as a crime, although there have been very few prosecutions. So yes, sending warships is effective, but they have to be accepted.
0: Thank you, thank you. And are there other counter-piracy efforts to help resolve or better the situation in the Gulf of Guinea?
1: There are obviously capacity-building efforts, uh, as so often, but this often disguises no change in the short or medium term. Politically, the problem is assessed in the West as medium to long term, and there is the UND process. uh, But coastal states in the region do need to focus on coordination of their security measures to ensure that piracy and armed robbery incidents continue to decline.
0: Thank you. Do you find guidance papers such as the best management practices for West Africa, for example, as useful tools and guidance for crews who operate in that region? What resources should crew use to help protect themselves better?
1: We, We definitely think the BMP5 is a useful document insurers have been involved in the drafting process, and although it's not an insurance document per se, we support the use of it as a way of mitigating our risks and exposures. Equally, it gives crews confidence that there are tried and tested answers, which if employed can stave off many attacks, but admittedly they're not always enough. But most of the time it's a question of using them to avoid being caught unprepared in the wrong place at the wrong time. We would of course expect them to, to take reasonable precautions And to report to the relevant authorities.
0: Thank you, thank you. And do you see the situation improving in the coming years?
1: Worldwide, probably not. As piracy is a protection of poverty into the marine domain, poverty will persist and that leads to desperation and criminality. In the Gulf of Guinea, yes, there's been a marked improvement as mentioned, but there's a range of issues ashore which generate criminality and until they are addressed, there will be an incentive for people to take the chance to make money by kidnapping unfortunate crew. There is certainly some change in mindset at the top, and that is encouraging. However, the presence of so many foreign fishing vessels complicates matters as they reduce the literal catch and income, and that exacerbates social tension on land. Then there is the inshore issue, which are incidents within territorial waters, which, not being on the high seas, and are not technically piracy and are purely a literal state matter unless they invite help the Bielsa state government has reacted by imposing a dawn-dusk curfew from October uh, in reaction to a number of kidnapping incidents. And in September, the uh, National Inland Waterways Authority commissioned three patrol boats to be deployed in the Lagos Inland Waterways to reduce piracy. So with the Deep Blue project widely welcomed by the shipping industry and now being implemented, we can hope a corner has been turned, but we are still some way from an optimal situation.
0: Yes, of course. Thank you. And thank you so much. That is really interesting and insightful. And thanks for taking the time to speak to us today. So that brings us to the end of this podcast. So to all our listeners, Happy New Year again. And thank you again, Neil.
1: My pleasure.